magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 508. Uh, apologies that we had not been around for a couple of weeks. We list the, missed the last two episodes, which we both don't like missing a week, but then missing two weeks in a row. It feels like, where did we go? It, what, last Friday was my fault. The Friday before that was your guest's fault. So, um... Wasn't that why we couldn't record? You had someone show up or something? Whatever the case. Oh, yeah, that's right. Lindsay's brother came. Yeah. And they, should, they got Thanks, here, like, Lindsay's way, brother. Way, way early for whatever reason. Yeah. So hopefully you didn't forget that we exist and that we do a podcast every week that's um, supposed to be about mobile gaming and hardly ever is. So we're back, though. It started being about mobile gaming. Now it's kind of a podcast Sorry. about everything. It's like Seinfeld. It is. It's a podcast about nothing, um, which is great. And so, uh, anyway, just apologies. We'll try not to miss any more shows. I'm going to try and not have any more children, which seems to make recording that much harder. Should uh, uh, change the title of the podcast to the Touch Arcade Show, a podcast sometimes about mobile games. Yeah, I, I actually was thinking that since we missed the past couple of weeks and I was like, maybe we should just go on a real deal hiatus for like a, a month or two and come back with a new look, a, a rebranding. That a, sounds uh, like a lot of work. Maybe a third host or something. Um, that also sounds like a lot of work. It does. It sounds like work that neither of us are going to do. So you get the same old podcast you've had for 10 plus years. Oh, I did actually have another You're show until now that I... So we got these bark collars for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Dr. Yeah. Trainer okay. B1S Pro got on Amazon. So uh-huh. um, I don't know. Our dogs have like picked up this weird habit of like um, just like losing their minds over like the dumbest shit. Like they'll see like our yeah. neighbor in the yard and yeah. it'll just be like all out like bark bonanza for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a new thing that's happened in the last few months. So. Hmm. I was like, no, oh, I don't want to like at work during the day, you know? So like, I, it's very disruptive when the dogs just randomly decide to just like lose their mind. Like when I'm on like a zoom call with like eight people or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I was like looking around and I was like, oh, well there's these bark collars. And I, I thought I saw one before that was like, it sprayed something up at the dog when they were barking, <laughs> you know, but like yeah. I couldn't really find Cause we had two small dogs and like, those mm-hmm. seem like they are, they're kind of big. I thought they'd be kind of big on their neck. And I was like, well, I don't really want something that like shocks them. Mm-hmm. So I was like looking around for kind of like an in-betweener and this doctor trainer collar, which are only, I think like 40 bucks or 50 bucks on Amazon a piece. Um, they hook up to your phone via Bluetooth and there's this really cool app mm-hmm. that you can um, kind of like set all these different thresholds. So like mm-hmm. um, the way that I think We've got it set up now. The one dog that's not as much of a problem. So there's there's three things that it can do. It can play a sound back. 
So like mm-hmm. you can record yourself saying like no barking or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's an option. It'll uh, vibrate. And then uh, as like a last measure, you can have it do like the static uh, zap, um, which mm-hmm. I tried on myself. It's not like it's it's kind of like, you know, when you shock yourself on static electricity, it's not like, yeah, I just got electrocuted. It's like, oh, shit, it's like make you pay attention, you know, it um, sears into their skin. Yeah. But um, so you can set it up to have different thresholds of this. So the way, the way we've got it is okay. like, you know, they like basically the first bark is a freebie. So you get mm-hmm. one bark and then you get <laughs> the no, the no barking. Yeah. And then you get the no barking and a buzz. Mm-hmm. And then if you continue barking beyond that, you get the zap. Hmm. Okay. So, so it works automatically based on their barking or you have to hit a button? No, it's all automatic based on the thresholds oh, okay. that you set inside the apps. And How has it been working? Really good. So the, the, our, our one dog that um, we have an invisible fence that because um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so our, our older dog like knows where to stay around the house and stuff like that. And our younger dog kind of yeah. wanders. So he got this invisible fence thing and he responded really well to that. And it's a similar like static shock collar. Um, mm-hmm. So he only need to get buzzed once. And that was mm-hmm. it. like now mm-hmm. the absolute maximum that dog will get is the vibrate. And he's like, Oh shit. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good on this. Uh, the other dog, however, that did not need the invisible fence, uh, has been a bit of a, bit of a learning experience for him. I think he's been, <laughs> but you can like load up the app and like, like make sure that they're not getting like overcorrected or, cause it'll show you like mm-hmm. the timestamp mm-hmm. of every time that anything mm-hmm. happened in like the decibel rating of the bark and stuff like that. So you can like yeah. verify that your dog's not being like shocked to shit and stuff. And yeah. you can kind of, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of funny because like the only time that he's been, uh, actually zapped is like when the UPS guy comes and he comes all the way up to the mm-hmm. door and like, yeah, you know, but, um, really working pretty, pretty well though. And, and I, I put a lot of credit to the ability to kind of like have those multiple thresholds of stuff because mm-hmm. I don't know, man, I, I think the ones that just like are just a binary, like dog barks get shocked. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. there's much of a opportunity for the dog to learn from that, you know, versus like the, yeah. Hey, knock it off. Hey, seriously, knock it off. And I'm like, no, for mm-hmm. real, fucking knock it off. Yeah. 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 Our dog has the same problem of going bananas for the postman or any delivery people. And beyond that, he doesn't get too crazy at barking at random stuff like out on the street. Um, but with the the post guy, we got warnings before where it's like you have to make your dog not bark at us. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the stupid postman thinks. You know, you're getting that job. You know what you're getting into. But um, so uh, we bought a collar on Amazon, but it's not an automatic one. It has a controller, but it's the same sort of deal. It's like you can make it beep, or you can make it vibrate, or you can make it shock, and then you can control the level of shock. Yeah. Um, this and is just so, really cool how it's all done through the app. Cause, cause like you don't yeah, have to like do any that. kind of screwing around or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And we, it, it, we had really good results with it. Like never even really used the shock. Um, it was like the beep would freak him out, but then yeah. he eventually realized that the beep doesn't do much, but then the vibration would get him to instantly stop. And he knew, um, and then it got to the point where it was like, just wearing the collar would, would keep him from barking and he wouldn't have to push any buttons or even use it. But that became the problem of like, okay, do we keep this dumb collar on him all the time or just put it on in the mornings till after the mailman comes or whatever. 
Yeah, it that was kind of too much of a hassle. When I was reading about e-collar training, um, that was kind of like a big thing that that everyone pointed out was like you do not want your dog to associate to know that the collar is what's doing it. Like, yeah, as far as your dog is concerned, uh, they need to believe that they just got fucking struck by a bolt of lightning from God because they were like, yeah. you know, behaving poorly, and that's yeah. That was the same thing with the one that has a remote because they're like, don't make it obvious you're reaching for the remote and then, you know, buzzing yeah, them yeah, because yeah. then they'll, every time you reach for anything, they're going to think it's yeah. going to happen or whatever. So, um, I don't know. We haven't used it in a long time though. We kind of got out of the habit of putting it on them. Yeah. But when we were, it was working well. So yeah, the tricky part is our, our invisible fence dog. Like we were kind of, you could tell he's kind of confused about what was happening because like he's associated like that. Like, I think that collar beeps. I don't know. He's so good with mm-hmm. it. We don't even put it on him anymore, but like, uh, I think it would beep and he would associate that with like, oh shit, I'm somewhere where I'm not supposed to be. So yeah. like this collar, we could tell that he was like responding it to it being like, oh, I'm not allowed here. Like that's mm-hmm. what's happening. So now we, I think, I think Lindsay has it up. So his just says no barking. It doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, just like that. Mm-hmm. And that seems mm-hmm. to be enough to, mm-hmm. to stop him. So I don't know, but yeah, uh, well, the, the doctor trainer B1S pro on Amazon, um, really pretty surprised by it because you never know with like a lot of this like random crap you buy on amazon like sometimes you get it and it's like so mm. just junky and yep you know the app is like ultra super duper jank and yeah um you know doesn't like doesn't work full screen on like you know hasn't been updated since the iphone 10 came around <laughs> like that kind of shit yeah but we've been very pleasantly surprised by these like particularly how for how reasonably priced it seems like they are so there you go. Solid recommendation. If you're into animal cruelty, Eli wants no, you to get. No. I don't rec- I recommend setting them up <laughs> at the minimum correction. You need to get the behavior that you want out of your dog. Just so. set it up to constantly zap them and they'll never don't do don't anything do wrong. Don't do that. Um, um, but yeah, a lot, lot's been happening cool. the last couple of weeks. Um, you, so we both got the OLED switch, right? Did you trade in yours, your old yeah. one or did you keep it? no, I so the way it worked with me so you got yours on Friday right like the day it came out and did you get yours through GameStop because you did a trade yes and I I feel like every single time I have any interaction with GameStop I'm like oh I remember why I don't go here anymore yeah I mean like doesn't doesn't matter what it is you know like so um I was waffling extremely hard on whether or not I was going to get one of these, you know, cause I was like, yeah. Oh man, like it's just a better screen. And yeah. I don't know. I don't have like a huge problem with the LCD of the, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, ah, I don't want to deal with like OLED burn in. Then I was like, Oh, well the Vita never had that problem. That's a way older screen. So, um, maybe your Vita never had that problem. Oh, did yours? Did <laughs> you have a lot of problems? Vitas had problems? Oh, no, really? I know. I never had one, but I know a lot of them did. Um, so I didn't I didn't order one on Amazon or anything like that. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to sit this uh-huh. one out. And then yeah. I heard that they were, uh, GameStop was giving $220 on trading on the old Switch, at which point it's like, okay, yeah. well, yeah. I think this is a, you know, about a, you know, it's kind of worth that to me, I guess. Because I, I exclusively play in handheld mode, you know? So, yeah. like, the bigger screen is kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. And so I was like, all right, fine. I'll Let me see what I can figure out with these idiots at GameStop. So, you know, I, I go in there on like Wednesday ahead of yeah. launch and mm-hmm. they're being all coy with me. Cause I was like, it's like, Hey, I, I know I probably can't get in pre-orders anymore, but do you guys have any allocations outside of pre-orders? And they're like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, 
okay, well, um, maybe I have $350. Right. <laughs> Can I buy something from you on Friday morning? Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. Right. And they're like, well, I can't tell you for sure. But if you come here on Friday morning, I would say that there is a chance that you might be able to buy a new Nintendo system. But I didn't tell you that if anyone asks. I'm okay, like, you won't go to Nintendo jail, guy. I'm just like, okay, dude, like, all I need is, yeah, we got six pre-orders, and I think we're going to have, like, three or four extra if you get here early. Right, right, know, right, Or whatever. I don't, like, that's all yeah. I was trying to figure out. And instead it was, yeah. like, like them, them treating me like, oh, we have this, like, top secret, top secret information. I can't let you in on it because yeah. you're not an insider at GameStop. You don't even right. have the Power Up Rewards program. So how can I just start telling you this stuff? So, um get there in the morning god i fucking hate gamestop man like i just like yeah and what sucks is like gamestop should be like the kind of place that like i should love going to because they sell like everything that i like right um including including dumb shit i don't need like they have have a lot of dumb shit i don't need right now um so get there on friday morning and i'm like oh man like i don't know i I live in kind of a rural area and it's kind of hard for me to imagine that there's going to be like a run on a newer, more expensive switch that does the same thing as the old switch. Yeah. You know, and I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I'll get there like 15 minutes early and just sit in my car and fuck around my phone because I'm sure there'll be no one there. Right. So I get there, um, there 15 minutes early. There's, there's, uh, four people ahead of me in line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, this is this might be a problem because I'm kind of imagining mm-hmm. like they probably have like six pre-orders and like four extras or something like that. Or well, at that point too, you've probably convinced yourself like, okay, now I want this thing. So well, right, if I that don't was, get it. I'm gonna be pissed. That was that was what was so <laughs> annoying too. Is that I, I mean, like you know the exact mentality, right? Where you're like, mm-hmm. I don't really need this thing. Fuck it. And it's like, well, I don't know. I guess I could get it. It would be pretty cool to like. Then you show up and you're like. I am going to be mad if I don't get this one of This is the most things. important thing in my life right now. Yeah. I need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you get there and they, uh, you know, they open up the store and they come in mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone files in. And I asked the dude, I was like, hey, you know, do you have enough switches for everyone in line? Like, is there a reason for me to stick around or, you know, like, what's what's the story with this? And the, and again, standing I in the fucking know. store, Maybe. they're like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. And I was like, we'll see fucking what, dude? Like, do you, you have enough a, a switches power up rewards or not? account? Then maybe we have one. So I was like, all right, fine. No, whatever. I'll just stick around. Like, who cares? Um, the lady in front of me in line. Uh, so again, the GameStop experience just gets better from there. Like, and they were hard selling these warranties. Cause I don't know if you've bought mm-hmm. anything from GameStop in a while, but like they are hard and heavy 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 on their warranties wow. and they're not like and the way they convince people to buy them is um like basically lying to you about the dur- durability of nintendo systems you know they're no, like yeah it's just so frustrating oh, if you to drop watch. it it's breaking oh yeah the guy was like the guy was like <laughs> and they're expensive explode. too i want to say it was either uh forty dollars for one year or it was mm-hmm. 40 or 50 dollars for one year than like another like uh half that more for two years you know so wow a significant upcharge on top of your 350 dollar console you know and the guy was telling this lady she's like yeah you know i mean if you get home and it just doesn't work and if you don't get the warranty there's nothing you can do and you know these (laughs) things just break all the time like you know you might just have a controller it just stops working like 
these uh you know the joysticks on these they break all the time and i'm just like sitting there like oh my god this is making me so mad because like if you get home and the thing doesn't fucking turn on you bring it back to the store you don't need a stupid warranty nintendo has effectively like said that they're warrantying the joy cons basically unlimited amount of time after purchase for any kind of like joystick drift and like I don't know. It's just so annoying watching. I feel like at that point you have to be like, I'm not a parent buying this for a child. So this isn't going to work on me. I know. She she ended up buying it. Like that was the annoying part. She was like, Oh, okay. Well, if it's really just going to break, like I, it's, I guess I should get the warranty. And then what's crazy too, is that the warranty, um, isn't stored in their computers or anything like that. It's like literally like a price tag sticker that they print out. That's a barcode. You had a story about this. One other, one other thing you bought that way. Oh, that's so crazy. And the guy was, the guy was like, yeah, you got to keep this on the box because we need everything when you bring it back for the warrant. Oh, God, get out of here. And yeah, I don't know. Just a totally awful that's experience wild. overall. And But then when I got well, to the gas register, one. they actually were giving $240 on trade in, not 220 So that's good. I, I even got a better value than I thought. I just had to endure two hours of GameStop. Yeah. Which. Uh, worth it i don't know oh man that's like being hooked Um, up to the the torture machine in princess bride (laughs) i think they um whenever they were announced i think pre-orders for like all the big box stores went up um and at that point i didn't bother pre-ordering anything like that because i was like i don't even know how many they're gonna have there's all the chip shortage stuff and you know Mm -hmm. whatever and I, i was in the same boat where i was like i don't really need this um and then when last friday rolled around like wake up in the morning and I'm like looking at my phone. I'm like, huh, I'm just going to check. And if any place has them and stock to buy, I'll buy it and check Best Buy out of stock, check, uh, you know, Target, Walmart, all the usual suspects and uh, nobody had them. And then I actually went to the Nintendo direct store um, and they were allowing you to buy them. Oh, and I was like, oh, weird. So I was like, well, I'm just going to buy it through Nintendo. And I did. And um, I was like, God, who knows when I'll get this thing. There was no indication of like how you know, how long it was going to take or whatever. It just said, you know, orders usually ship within four to nine business days. And I was like, okay, well maybe in the next few weeks or next month I'll get it or something like, I'm not super worried about it, but I'll, I'll buy one. And, um, because who knows, maybe they go out of stock and they won't come back in stock till next year or something like that. So and at that point I was like, screw it. I want this thing. So ordered it through Nintendo and then, um, it shipped on Monday and got to me on Wednesday. Hmm. A couple days ago. So that's cool. Not bad. Um, good job directly through Nintendo. And um, looking online, I still have my OG launch day Switch. Um, those are pretty those decently sell, valuable because they can, are hackable. Yeah. The, on eBay, it's averages around 300 bucks, which I'm like, at that point, I'll pay 50 bucks to upgrade to this better one. Oh, yeah. But also, if you miss the V2, you get way better battery life. It runs way cooler. Like, it's a good upgrade. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going straight from the, the OG. So, um, so I, I, but then I was like, well, if I have a hackable one, should yeah. I keep it and hack it? I but almost would think about doing think that I because, it. like, I, I don't, just to fiddle around with it for a little bit because, like, yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't know what's out there for like switch. Um, you know, I don't know what you can do once you. Well, I looked into it a little or... bit, and um, like emulator wise, it doesn't really do. It doesn't even do as much as like our mm. RG devices do, right? Like it it stops like with partial PlayStation support and oh, some Dreamcast right. 
um, and doesn't go further than that. I was like, if it does really good GameCube or something like that, that might be oh, a yeah. worthwhile. See, that's, that's what I was thinking was, yeah. No, no, not no the case. Huh. Um, so it's actually pretty basic emulator stuff. Um, one of the cooler things you can do is put Android on it. Um, and then you can play like all the Android games oh, yeah, or, you know, any mobile games or whatever. And then really Android cool. has a lot of good emulators too. Definitely. So it's like, definitely really but cool so feature. it's definitely not, I, at this point I don't care enough to go through the hoops of getting it all hacked and set up and whatever. When my RG is doing yeah. me fine for all that sort of thing anyway, yeah, sell it to some um, idiot then who cares? Yeah. So I think I'm just going to sell it and then recoup most of the money for this new switch. And then, yeah. Um, after actually getting the thing and firing it up and getting it set up, um, it really does make a difference. The screen is a lot larger. Oh, like it, so it, speaking of your buying from Nintendo, I just saw this this yeah. morning. This might be relevant to someone. Huh. Um, the Sony is allowing you to sign up to buy a PS5 from them directly. Oh, wow. On their website. You like sign in on like the... Could you not do that before? No, it was... Well... They were selling it, but it was like this weird, like almost like, I don't know, like weird online waiting room, sort of like lottery system thing. Mm. But this seems to be more like a waiting list where you just kind of like sign mm. up, put your name in and get an email when they've got stock and you can go buy it when it's like. Your so time. like how everyone should do everything ever. Yeah, forever. it's so annoying because like yeah. these new systems have been out for a year or whatever. And yeah. like they should have just done this from the get go, like with all of this stuff. Like, why can't I just. <laughs> put Put me in a queue i'll put i'll even pay ahead and then when they come in ship it to me let me know yeah yeah exactly how hard is that i know i like Uh, i saw that the different like game news sites posting about that i was like this is the dumbest fucking thing that's like breaking news that they decided (laughs) to to sell things in the most logical way you could possibly sell things yeah incredible um but yeah so so anyway yeah i think it's got like a to me, I don't know what it is about the construction of the actual, like, the center switch unit, not the, the Joy-Cons, mm-hmm. but it feels like, I don't know, like, more substantial and, like, mobile phony. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, the old yeah, one to me nicer. kind of, like, felt like a toy almost. And I think it's a difference of, yeah. like, the the glass versus the plastic screen, maybe. Yeah, it definitely feels like a nicer electronic device, whereas the original kind of does feel light and plasticky and, and whatever, um, and, uh, um, yeah, I don't know the, the, the screen, I was really surprised. Like it definitely looks better. It's an OLED screen, but I also thought it was way too saturated when I first was comparing them side by oh, side. You can turn. So by default, um, it's in this like vivid mode. And if that bugs yeah, you, you can turn it into yeah. like some, like, yeah, I, I, I discovered that on accident, just going through the settings and was like, Oh, and turn that off. And now I'm like, this is perfect. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it just looks great. So happy with it kind of given me a reason to go back through and play some old games fire up breath of the wild again or something and then yeah. oh uh the transfer process of all your progress oh is uh is as good as you would expect it from is, nintendo it uh, is that gif of the the guy in like the karate suit just like boxing someone's <laughs> balls yeah pretty I mean, much like, for real it is just truly well, it's awful. just everything's so confusing because it's like i on my old switch i had my main buy everything i play everything whatever and then i had just a throwaway guest account if anybody ever wanted to come over and play the switch here let me log you in as a guest so you don't screw up my game saves and that was basically it um i can only imagine the headache if you were like a family that each had like dedicated users with their own saves and all their own stuff because it just seems so confusing who's a primary account who's not and blah 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 Mm -hmm. but um 
So switching the data over was okay. You just go into settings and select target device, select you know source device, whatever, and wait for it to happen. But the Animal Crossing save is a special case. Oh, dude, that was which nuts. Was so confusing. Um, so I they got actually done say that. that the the best way to transfer between, uh, according to the Nintendo subreddit, I was reading ahead of time because I I was going to do the uh-huh. system transfer in store, so I wanted to. Um, Right. optimize my time to spend as little time yeah. inside yeah, of GameStop yeah. as possible. And um, the, everyone says like the best way to do a system transfer is actually tether to your phone because oh, like, really? Yeah. I guess like the switch wireless system, like really doesn't like uh five gigahertz wireless. Whereas mm-hmm, like your typical mm-hmm. phone will like uh, when you share wireless on it, will do 2.4, which is what the switch prefers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I guess it, it goes faster or is easier or something like that. I, it was pretty huh. seamless to me. I mean, I have like a lot of data on my Switch because all my shit's digital, you know. So like, yeah. and I got I just played a ton of games on it and stuff. So it took, yeah, I would say probably like a half hour to transfer maybe between each 20 minutes maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. But the, yeah. the Animal Crossing Island thing is insane. Because what I did, and I'm sure you ran to the exact same thing, you transferred all your stuff. So I followed the Nintendo stuff to a T. I like read it the night before right. Is like, mm-hmm. I don't want any surprises when I get in there of like, mm-hmm. you know, do I need to do this dumb thing or that dumb thing or whatever. So you, know, mm-hmm. you read the stuff online. It seems very simple. But in actuality, what happens is you so you need the Animal Crossing Island transfer tool on both mm-hmm. devices, which you download from the eShop. What mm-hmm. the really fun part of it is once you transfer and did you I'm sure you ran into this, too. Once you transfer everything over from one to the other your Nintendo account is no longer on the original switch. Right. Right. And yeah. so you're like, so, so you go to, you know, you try to, so what I had done was I, I tried to download the Island tool ahead of time. So it was already on the switch ready to go and everything else. Problem is mm-hmm. when I transfer everything over and tried to launch it, it was like, Oh, you need to like launch your log in with your Nintendo account. And then when I tried yeah. to do that, it was like, Oh, do you want to transfer back to the switch? And I was like, oh, shit, no, I don't. Because yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen if, like, I said yes to that. Like, at that yeah. point, is, like, my Nintendo account, like, stuck in this, like, weird limbo between moving everything over, but then only moving the Nintendo account back or whatever. Yeah. So what I ended it's up confusing. doing was just, like, making a dummy Nintendo account based on, like, an mm-hmm. email I don't use. Mm-hmm. And then signed in with that and then downloaded, mm-hmm. deleted, and then downloaded the island transfer thing again. Mm-hmm. And then download the island transfer thing on the new switch. And then mm-hmm. it worked. But it was just like, mm-hmm. I was just sitting there thinking like, man, I cannot even fucking imagine if I was like some mom that like was trying to help my kid. Oh, and like God. didn't yeah. know a whole ton about like how these different account systems work and yeah. all this stuff. Like I would just be like, I don't know, man, like I don't think your thing's just lost or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's like some way that you can do like a cloud backup of your stuff. Yeah. But I was reading you actually actually like call Nintendo and for like you, I, I don't, and I don't know if this is still true, but like when I was reading about people who were like, you don't count on the cloud backup thing because Nintendo can tell you that you can't do it. They, they, they won't restore wow. it um, because you need like uh, you need to like all your serial number information off the old switch and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then you need mm-hmm. to like basically lie to them and say like, yeah, it got stolen. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that in all the the uh, support stuff is like you can only use this if your thing is stolen or damaged mm-hmm. beyond repair or whatever. And I'm like, 
because I, I ran into the same problem. I transferred my user account, and then it's gone off the old Switch. Mm-hmm. But then you go to do the Animal Crossing stuff, and you need – in my case, I had to re-add that user to my old Switch. So that didn't but it's, cause any but issues? But not as a primary, not oh, as a primary okay. account. Huh. Um, and then I had already had the tool downloaded on both, so it didn't really matter. Because the way Once that, that pops sorted, that up, like the, the way it asks you yeah. like if you want to like what you want to do with your Nintendo account when you log in, it's just like no yeah. clear answers as to like what anything that you're about to do is going to do to yeah. like the two systems. It's just like yeah, you know, transfer Very this convoluted. over or link this to your account or right. whatever. I was like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> Very convoluted. But um but anyway, all is hunky-dory now. My island made it over, and now I can just, um, I guess, erase everything off my old Switch and go on my merry way. I was um, even reading a thing on um, on Reddit. I don't, I don't know how true this is. It seemed like a, an older post, but like someone said that they called Nintendo to restore their island and said that their Switch got stolen, and Nintendo wanted a fucking police report number. Shut so, up. So it was really? like, yeah, it was like they were in the situation where it was like, do I like also lie to the police department to get like whatever number i need to give them or do i just tell nintendo like yeah the i don't know the police report number is 69420 uh you know dude it's a fake island in a video game it's nintendo yeah i just <laughs> fine i just don't get it. i mean like i i mean don't get me wrong like i love nintendo stuff like, i'm a lifelong right. nintendo fanboy but like there is so much about that company that is just so stupid and just like indefensibly stupid too like well, they get away with it because they are Nintendo. I feel like if any other company, Microsoft or Sony or whatever, had some weird stuff like that, people would be like, nope, this yeah. isn't okay for you to do. And the crazy thing is, too, and I saw this, again, but with the V2 Switch, the exact same shit happened as people assume, yeah. like, oh, I have Nintendo Online, so all my stuff's backed up. Nope. Yeah, not true. Not true. You need to, like, jump through hoops to have Animal Crossing up, uh, upload, like, games like Splatoon First party yeah. titles like Splatoon do not support cloud saving. I don't and understand like, why it's not just like every other game. Crazy. Like, here's your save data. I don't yeah. know. Like if it's for hacking or whatever, like, okay, cool, man. Like you're inconveniencing and fucking over like 99.9% of the people that don't right. give a shit and just want to play the game. And like, if yeah. I run into some hacker that like unlocked everything without playing, like, cool. Yeah. Okay. Neat. Well, also, if you're somebody that's not really aware of this whole situation, I mean, Animal Crossing was a massively huge game, especially when the pandemic hit last year. So it's like a lot of people could be not very game savvy or know Nintendo's, you know, shenanigans and um, have like a 300 hour Animal Crossing yeah. save. I mean, that somehow if, just yeah, gets yeah. lost. I mean, even if you are game savvy, I mean, why would you assume that? The Nintendo Switch Online, which like one of the defining bullet points features of that thing is cloud saves. <laughs> yeah, Why right. on earth would you assume that major tentpole first party titles would not support that? You know, yeah. like I could see like like to me, it'd be reasonable if like, oh, cool. Well, you know, my Axiom Verge save data got lost or you know, like some other like uh-huh. random little like indie game about for five dollars, like not supporting yeah. like. Nintendo Online, like, sure, okay, I see that. But mm-hmm. Animal Crossing, like, a game that, like, they've sold, like, 30 million copies out of 60 million Switches that they've sold, like, yeah, come right. the fuck on. <laughs> right. Uh, it's craziness, but um, we do put up with it. We put up with the pain because of Papa Nintendo. I, um, I guess. I mean, what choice do you probably have? Probably a good segue. I, I'm counting on you for segues, but... Uh, What's the next thing you want to talk Since we're talking to? about Animal Crossing... Oh, um... 
Yeah, speaking of Papa Nintendo, I just was eating Papa John's over lunch while I watched the Nintendo uh, Direct on uh, Animal Crossing. Oh, that oh a banger awful. of a segue. That's awful because uh, yeah, it was at 10 a.m. my time, so I definitely <laughs> yeah. was not eating Papa John's. I don't know. I mean, you drinking 68-cent soda and uh, I, Papa John's seems like honestly, it would go right with it. cold leftover pizza is a hell of a breakfast, I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today, this morning, there was a Nintendo Direct for Animal Crossing New Horizons where they announced a bunch of stuff. First, though, let's talk about they finally announced um, during the last Direct, they, they said there's going to be an expansion to Nintendo Online that brings mm-hmm. in 64 games and Genesis games and who knows what else. And um, that it would be an additional like a DLC for the online subscription, I guess. Um, everyone was kind of wondering how much it would cost. I think we both were sort of like, I think five bucks or maybe 10 extra bucks. Cause right now switch online is 20 bucks a year, which is cheap. Um, I mean, I, I was surprised so, it was only 20 bucks. Like, yeah, for what and, you, and I mean, it still is. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not now, but, um, well, and so with you that, still, you, I, it's what's unclear to me is like, can you opt into the $20 program still or like moving forward? Yes. Is it $50 or nothing? No, it's 20 bucks still for the base package, and then you can add on the expansion package, mm-hmm. which we found out today brings the total price up to 50 bucks, which uh, seems not as much of a deal. That seems like a lot extra for what they're offering, at least right now. But um, it's still kind of like it's roughly in the same area of what other online subscription yeah. services have cost for PlayStation and Xbox over the years. So it's not crazy, but it's like... I feel like at the $20 point, you're like, even if I never play online or don't care about this stuff, I'm still going to get it to have it just for even just cloud saves or, you know, whatever the NES and SNES games, whatever. Um, But so they announced the expansion pack. If you want to get online and expansion, 50 bucks a year. um, And that'll give you the the access to the N64 games and a bunch of Genesis games. And they announced today um, there's a big DLC coming for Animal Crossing that um, is going to be 25 bucks by itself. But if you subscribe to the expanded version of online, then you get that for free too. Yeah. And so my thinking, a couple things here, because everyone's like freaking out about the price of this, which I kind of agree. It seems like a huge hike for, for what they're offering right now. But I think the plan going forward is to be like, oh, if you're an expansion pack subscriber, every time there's like a big first party DLC or something like that, it's just going to be included yeah. instead of buying it for, tw- you know, the animal crossing one's 25 bucks by itself. Um, that's about the price increase of it. You know what I mean? So yeah, if you of... look at it as like, I was going to spend 25 bucks on this expansion anyway, I might as well pay 30 and have a right. year of the, the good online. It doesn't seem like such a bad idea. Yeah. And then, um, Sean kind of floated out the idea that with the increase in price, it might mean that Nintendo's going harder after um, dropping some money on some licenses for some of the back catalog games, which has been an issue. I feel like the the stuff they've released so far has been a lot of first party stuff and then a lot of like boner stuff that you see everywhere or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so even just based on what's in the Genesis pack with like the Castlevania game and Contra and stuff, um, I, th- I the thinking is maybe with this this extra money that they're charging you will mean that we're going to get better in 64 and Genesis games. And obviously stuff like game game boy, I think will, will eventually come even though yeah. that's sort of like the dumb rumor for the last five years. But, um, you know, I think they will add a lot more to it over time. That'll make it seem not as crazy, but I feel like right now you look at it and you're like, okay, 
30 bu- extra bucks for that, that doesn't seem worth it at all. Yeah, it's a um, wacky way to launch a new subscription thing because, like, typically yeah. you want to launch with, like, overwhelming value, right? Like, you want people to look yeah. at this and be like, holy shit, like, that, how would I not spend $50? And I look at how much stuff you right. get, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, this, although I don't know, like, the way that Nintendo works, they probably look at it as, like, hey, each of these Nintendo 64 games worth $50. So right here, yeah, it's like no, a $500 know, right? value. Yeah, totally. When like, to me, totally. I see those as like a value add, you know, like, like, yeah. that's the way I looked at the Nintendo and Super Nintendo stuff was like, I'm buying this because I want to, first of all, I want to play some games online. And I really uh-huh. want the cloud save stuff. And like, the other shit is just kind of a sweetener. And I kind of look at the, right. the Sega Genesis and the Nintendo 64 stuff in the same way. And I'm yeah. like, really surprised that I was really expecting when they started getting into, you know, and if you have the expansion pack, you get the animal crossing thing for free. I would have right there. I would have bet money that like the next slide up on that presentation was going to be like, and guess what? Like if you didn't buy the like uh, breath of the wild expansion packs or like Bowser fury, like that's all included too. So all the, like the first party DLC stuff you just get, if you've got the expansion pack kind of thing. I and, think that'll be the case going forward. I think maybe they were hesitant to do that for previous stuff, although I don't see why not. Yeah. But um, also, um, in the case of like the Mario 3D All-Stars, it was time limited. You can't buy it yeah, now. Yeah. Um, maybe they would be like, oh, you know, expansion subscribers can have access to buy that whenever they want or something dumb like that. I just think, bottom line is, I think there will be more value added to this over time. So it's maybe premature to freak out over it now but um i don't know we'll see it is nintendo to have high expectations in any capacity is never a good idea yeah so particularly when it comes to anything to do with online stuff so right right um but the um the dlc for animal crossing looks pretty awesome it's basically happy home designer but for new horizons yeah and it's a whole big um go to a, a bunch of islands and start designing homes for people and it's this whole extra thing with tons of extra um, customization options and things people have been asking for for a long time, like being able to put lights on ceilings and make partition walls and do a lot of really cool stuff that does look really fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what's weird about this expansion pricing too, is that like we've kind of grown so used to like just extreme value out of these different like add-ons for consoles now. Right. I mean, because like, um, remember when the Xbox, the original Xbox launched, Xbox Live was $60 a year. And at that point, like, all that got you was the ability to play, like, Mintow Madness online. You know, like, yeah. full stop. Like, that yeah. was it. You know? Yeah. Do, are you hearing the, the alarm bells of the kids are home? Not Is really. that coming through? Not really? Oh, okay. There's some I heard the crying dog children. for a little bit, but... The dog, yeah, the dog has been barking since they rolled up, I'm sure. But you know what um, I mean? It's like, it's, it's funny how like a $60 a year thing for like extreme minimal functionality. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, you sure you get all this stuff, but you, you look at it as like, this sucks. Like, why would I pay 50 yeah. bucks for this? You know? Right. Right. Like, in right. the face of like game pass and like all this other stuff. Yeah. You know? It'd be interesting if they pulled like a expansion pack is also a game pass for all first party Nintendo stuff or something like that. You know what I mean? Cause like, I'm a person that's like I was never into Splatoon, and I'm never I'm not going to splash sixty bucks out to see if I'm going to like it or not or whatever. And then there's games like Smash, which I bought day one because I was like I think I might like this, and I never play it or you know whatever. So um, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity to where I might get into things if they were available in a Game Pass fashion through Nintendo, um, and that I would be down 
I think that would be a good value for what they're asking for a year's worth. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see, but it's hard to imagine like what they would actually charge for that though. Then I mean like, I know 50 bucks a year would be way too cheap for like too low. all the yeah. first party stuff. Cause like, yeah, the, the thing is like with, um, you know, with game pass and stuff, like you could argue that like the Microsoft first party stuff, like really doesn't make up the bulk of the good games on the Xbox. Right. Whereas like oh, on, yeah, no, on the switch, it's like the first party stuff is what you want. And then there's yeah. all these other things that are also good, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, so in addition to the paid DLC, there's also um, a huge free version 2.0 update, which um, Nintendo says this is going to be the last update for this Animal Crossing. Doesn't it seem um, crazy to you that they haven't operated this like a like a any kind of online game with live ops or whatever like yes know. and no because it's nintendo but yeah. um you know what i mean there will be a switch pro in a year or two and it will have a new animal crossing eventually and we'll do it all over again but um but the version 2.0 stuff is great too it's really like just adding everything all the different features and stuff from like previous animal crossing games that didn't make it into this one yet and it really feels like it's making it kind of like the ultimate Animal Crossing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't need to be like, oh, I play my 3DS one still because it has this or whatever. Like so, so this makes this me worried plus that the happy like, designer stuff is, yeah. is like the it, complete package now. It makes me worried though that like we're not going to see another Animal Crossing for like five plus years though. That you know? could be the case, which just seems crazy. I mean, I, I just like don't know how Nintendo doesn't look at like what like Call of Duty does, you know, where it's just like. Yeah. You, they do not give you an opportunity to get bored of Call of Duty because, like, right about right. the time you're like, all right, I think I've kind of done everything. It's like, well, here's more shit. And it costs yeah. a little bit of money that you could optionally pay, right. but you get most of it for free. You know, you can get right. the cooler shit if you want to give us another 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, and that just seems like it would fit so well with Animal Crossing, you know? Like, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. We'll see. Oh, man, my kid is having a meltdown. Can you hear, hear that? It? No, no. Really? Your mic's okay. not picking up at all. I feel bad. I'm thinking about just inviting him in here to be on the show with us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's pretty funny lately. Um, so yeah, that was all the Nintendo stuff from today. Oh, um, what about? Uh, did you play Metroid Dread at all? No, I don't have it. Um, Are you a Metroid they, person? I, yeah, I am, oh, and uh, I was really looking forward to this one. But I also was like want to replay the old ones i never played samus returns remake um on the 3ds yes yeah but i i bought it i actually bought that like last year the year before when nintendo for your birthday gives you like a discount on a selection of of eShop titles and it's like mostly garbage but that was one of the ones i hadn't bought it before so i was like oh cool so i think i bought it for like 20 bucks or something like that and was like cool i'll play this and then still haven't yeah but i wanted to play through that yeah, that and, game's uh, really, really good. I mean, like, surprisingly yeah. good. Well, I th- a lot of people have been like, because it's the same developer, so a lot of people have been like, oh, man, they fixed a lot of things that annoyed me about the last one. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just, it'd be nice to compare the two, have a good frame of reference. But eventually I'll play Dread. And then Nintendo actually did send us a code for it, but um, I passed it off to Mikhail because he's been holding it down <laughs> on Touch Arcade for the last two months while I deal with the craziness of my life so um yeah i I liked it so ahead of so i played um samus returns when it first came out on on 3ds or whatever and i don't know it's probably sitting around here somewhere but i just i played through um zero mission and fusion on the um the rg351v 
Uh, yeah. You know, two games that I also have on cartridge somewhere. Yeah, right. Around here. I don't know. They're really good. When they first came out, those two games have held up like fucking amazing. I mean, I would say that they're yeah. like right up there with Super Metroid as far as like, you know, 2D mm-hmm. Metroids are concerned. And it is truly, it truly boggles the mind how Nintendo did not do a re-release of those games on the switch ahead of this new game that yeah. came out because yeah. like what's, what's even crazier with the whole thing is that like the opening like story montage of the game is like, Hey, let's get you caught up on what happened in fusion and Infusion. stuff like that. Cause it's yeah. relevant here. And like, yeah. you know, I've been watching the, the, uh, switch, uh, sales charts because of, you know, Nick all-star brawl see how that's doing. And, yeah. um, yeah. the Castlevania advanced collection, man, that has been glued to the top at 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And those are fantastic mm-hmm. games too. Um, right. and I just, I cannot understand the logic of not having those available ahead of launch. I mean, like I can't even imagine how many copies they would have sold at 20 bucks for just the two games in one. Like it could have been like the shittiest emulation wrapper imaginable and people still would have lost their minds. Um, I agree. So I don't know that a really weird decision. So I get, see, this is like one of those, those things where it's like, I don't know if you, if I feel bad, like telling people like, I don't know, just fucking download the ROMs. Cause I have no <laughs> idea. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like one of these things where it's just absurd. Like Nintendo should make these yeah. available because like, if you wanted yeah. to right now play either of those games, like how would you even give Nintendo your money if you wanted to? Like you would, you'd be giving your money to some eBay guy. Right. That's, that's the thing too. Like you, yeah. Like, so it's download the ROM and played on an emulation thing. Yeah. Or allow some eBay guy to make 20 bucks off of you. Yeah, right. And none of that goes yeah. back to Nintendo either. So, like, it, it's yeah. like this weird ethical thing of, like, all right, well, if you cannot buy this thing in a way that gives the original creators money, like, at that point, is using the ROM really that mm-hmm. bad of a thing? Like, I don't, I don't know right. what the answer to right. that is, but... Um, I don't either. It just it's so nuts to me that those aren't playable. Yeah, I don't care about the ethics. I just think everyone should play those games. Yeah, they're no, so good for real. Um, and I'm and I sure feel like the, the people that make the games feel the same way. They're like, oh, yeah, you know yeah. what? Just I want you to play the game. <laughs> well, also, like I'm sure that the value of them has has just like gotten totally skewed with this coming up. You know, it's like one of those things where yeah. everyone was like, oh yeah, I remember those games existed. Um, yeah. So so those are really good. But man, Metroid Dread is I, I have such. Um, such mixed feelings about it uh because yeah, so a lot of that not to spoil anything um oh zero emissions only oh 83 dollars 90 dollars <laughs> goodness jesus christ yeah with box 232 dollars oh boy okay yeah um do what you want with that yeah here's a lot <laughs> of zero mission and fusion for 235 dollars Holy Jeez, shit. That is, that is just out of control. $228 for both games. Uh, and unbelievable. And that's the thing too. Like $0 of that is going to go to anyone that it actually should go to. It's, right. Like yeah. it's going to be like $200 going to some shithead that found them at a flea market, you know, that's been sitting on right. it for, or whatever, you know? Right. Um, exactly. So anyway, uh, Metroid Dread, I am so torn on this game because like I love these 2d metroid games like i never really got the metroid primes at all like Mm -hmm, i know why mm -hmm. people like them but just i don't know i just vastly prefer the side scroller stuff to the first person stuff um 
And this is like the ultimate version of that. I mean, like the way that the camera like will cinematically go from like the dramatic first person view where Samus is looking around and stuff to kind of like pulling out mm-hmm. to like the background being like this full 3D atmosphere of the camera, like zoom around for cinematic purposes and stuff to then just kind of like zooming back out all as one shot to like, mm-hmm. all right, well, here's just the game you're, you're playing. You're just on a, mm-hmm. a 2.5D plane now. Just like mm-hmm. truly outstanding. I mean, like just unbelievable. My my problem with the game is that the actual like platforming, running around and shooting stuff like is super fun, but like the difficulty spikes on the boss battles are just like just out of control. And mm. I don't know, it, it like none of them were impossible for me because they're all like pattern based, you know. So it's like yeah. learning the pattern of the boss, but it's just a matter of if you are not someone that grew up on, you know, like Mega Man games and stuff like that, where that's kind of mm-hmm. what you do is like be like, oh, okay, like he jumps three times and does his attack. So like I need yeah, to do this. Right, right, right. I could just see that being like unbelievably frustrating mm-hmm. because like the typical curve of a boss fight is you just like enter the room, get the cutscene, and just die immediately. And then mm-hmm. you're like, all right, well, what did I do wrong? Let's try not to do that again. And Right. I mean, I did some of these bosses. I mean, I was stuck on for like an hour plus, which mm-hmm. I just like don't think that I just think there should be like, an I don't know, an easy mode or, or something on yeah. that because, you know, Metroid is a game that has like so much buzz around it that I would just feel bad for someone that was like, oh, Metroid. Oh, I heard these are really cool. I've never played them before, but like everyone seems excited yeah. about this. Like, oh, need a new Nintendo game. Like, let me grab this. And then they're just like stuck on the very first boss, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's just like no way to get past that. You know, it's not like yeah. after you fight it like three times where it's like, hey, do you want to turn on like, you know, uh, extra shield for your guy to get you through yeah. this? Or right. it's just like, it seems like there's so many different ways that they could have like very tastefully offered that difficulty while kind of providing people sort of like an escape hatch that aren't into that, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you died. All right. You died three times. Like we can turn on a shield that'll like reduce damage by 50 percent as like, oh, man, you died another three times. Like, hey, do you want to use super missiles on this guy to the point where it's like, okay, well, here, like we're just going to soup you up to the point and just blast through it and get on with the game kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not how it works. Well, let let me tell you a game that you would hate then. Dark Souls? Is Fantasian. Oh. (laughs) Fantasian is like. Every boss fight is like this super specific set of circumstances you don't know ahead of time and you can only find through trial and error. And then you have to replay and they're all very long boss fights. So it's like, hey, that super weird skill that you never use that's useless against everybody else in the game. Well, that's the one thing you need right here. And oh, by the way, you need like these certain party members in your party to use it and you don't have them. So you have to start over again. It's like that sort of like. I, I I just don't think that that's fun. I think some people might think that's fun, but yeah. um, at least in a situation like like you're saying, when you grow up playing things like Mega Man and stuff like that, you you can replay bosses, you recognize the patterns, you do better the next time, and eventually you beat them or whatever. That feels good to me. That feels like progress. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one just feels like I'm smarter than you because you don't know what I know, yeah. and you're going to have to go through hell to find out what you need to know. And what's, you what's know, weird the answer with, to this puzzle. Yeah. And what's weird with how the, this game is balanced, too, is that like typically in Metroid games, and this is true of certainly the 2D ones. I'm not so sure about Metroid Prime, but like, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, if you're having trouble with the boss, like you can just mm-hmm. be like, hey, let me just backtrack a bit, like pick up more missiles, like see if I find another energy tank or whatever else. And like that yeah. additional firepower and that additional health will be like all the cushion you typically need to get through it, you know? Right. Whereas this is like, man, some of the, like the bosses will have these attacks that are basically just like insta kills. Like they do so much damage yeah. to you, you know? And it's like, yeah. um, one of the bosses I was on has this like swing attack that does like three energy tanks worth of damage to you. <sighs> so like having another tank at that point is like, yeah. kind of doesn't really do a whole lot because like, you're just right. going to die either way, you know? So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just very bizarre, particularly when like Nintendo, first party Nintendo games historically have just been getting more and more accessible. I mean, like Mario Mm -hmm. Kart has an ability. You basically like, it'll just play the game for you. You can just like hand the (laughs) controller to like your baby and and they can race, you know, and um, Mario Odyssey, similar thing. Like, I don't remember what like the mode they call it, but it's like, you basically like can't fall in lava and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's just like very weird. Like when that has sort of become the norm of what's expected, um mm-hmm. at least you know maybe not as like the primary like default way but like you know going to the options like kick it down like mm-hmm. you know just have fun like it's just really weird that it's missing from this you know yeah and yeah. it's just been so yeah. annoying how like the online capital d discourse has just been like mm-hmm. we'll get good then scrub yeah right it's like okay well that's not helpful so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I will eventually play through it. It's really um, good though. Like, I do if, wanna... you're, if you're able to deal with frustrating boss fights, it's very fun. I can deal with frustrating boss fights to a certain extent, not as much as in my youth, but, uh, but, uh, I will be checking it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then what the other thing I had to, that I thought we could talk about was maybe the, um, Apple event coming up on Monday. Yeah. Because, oh, and the other uh, game that, that just came out, too, on the Switch is uh, yeah. Dis- Disco Elysium finally got a Switch port. Yeah, I've been wanting to play that forever. Dude, it is. I, Did so you play it? I, I knew nothing about this game other than, like, people yeah. that typically like things that I like said it was really good when it first right. came out. And I just had that yeah. kind of, like, rattling around in the back of my brain being like, oh, yeah, right. maybe I'll play it on the Steam Deck or whatever, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. it's a, a PC game. Really, really cool. A very, very, really? very cool RPG that, like... I don't know. It's like one of these things like it would take me 30 minutes to explain how it works and you still wouldn't understand until you play it kind of thing. Yeah. Cause it yeah, like yeah. really reminds me of like, uh, like old school kind of like fallout games where just like all these different skills and those skills like really genuinely impact like the game in really interesting ways. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just been having a, a really good time with it. I, I fired it up at like midnight last night when it finished downloading, I was like, Oh, I'll just check this out a little bit. And it was like three in the morning. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to check that one out too. Um, yeah. now that it's on switch, that but... seems like one of those games. That I, I, after I bought it, I was like, Oh man, this is going to be like 10 bucks in like next month, you know, for black Friday sale or whatever. And I've got probably things I should be playing. And all that stuff, yeah. So whatever. That's another funny thing about getting this the Switch OLED with I have a couple of friends that call it the Swoled, but um hmm. it's like I uh you know, you have to go re-download everything that you had, you yeah, know what I mean, stupid. through the eShop or whatever. And so it's it's like been a nice like clean the slate and then go through and I'm like, okay, do I really want to download this? Am I really gonna play it or whatever? And it's been a good reminder of um things that I own already that I'm like, you know what, I'm not even gonna download that right now. Cause I'm not going to play it right now. It's just going to sit on my home screen. Yeah. So I kind of, I'm going to try and like work my way through the stuff I've already bought that I haven't played yet before I go too nuts buying like new stuff. But I feel like just getting the new, the new switch has been like a, 
a good reason to like do that. Yeah. Um, cause we all kind of get over our head and, and did you backlog. Speaking of, like, I don't remember. Did you get in the first wave of steam deck pre-orders? I'm in Q1 next mm, year. Okay. So not this year. Are you going to go um, ham on buying steam games this black Friday? Cause they usually do like the winter sale on steam is usually pretty off the yeah. chart. Um, I, I, went very ham um when i got my win max or just before it oh, last okay. year so like okay. i got it in september and knowing it was coming um was right when the summer game sale happened or whatever and i was like holy moly like things are so cheap and i yeah. spent like you know i don't remember what i spent i think like 200 bucks and got like five thousand games or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. I, but uh, so i and so since then i've i've reined that in a little bit um, but I maintain a pretty heavy wish list on steam. That's constantly things going on sale. And it's funny because you start to notice the patterns, the usual suspects where you're like, Oh yeah, I wanted that game. And Oh, it's on sale. Cool. But then you're like, no, nah, I won't get it. And then like the very next week it's like on sale again and the next week and the next mm-hmm. week and the next week. And so it's like, there's a lot of games that are on my wish list that I do want, but I'm like, that's going to be on sale again, like before you know it. And then there's other games that are like, well, this is never on sale. Okay. I'll, I'll grab it. Um, but it's just kind of funny how that works. But yeah, one, whenever the Steam Deck ends up coming, I'm like set for life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for multiple lives. Yeah, I've been, um, ever since they um, they released that, did you see the video they released of the teardown? Um, oh, no, I haven't watched that yet. It's pretty cool. Well, it's it's kind of, you should watch it. It's interesting because like, okay. um, I'm sure you can just find it on YouTube searching like Steam Deck teardown. Or, it's like on the actual yeah. like real Valve account. You know, it's like them. Oh, so yeah. it's like a 10 minute long video. And like, seriously, like the first five minutes is them telling you like all the reasons why you should not do this. But if you want to, here's how you do it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I kind of um, like that about Valve. It's, uh, it's kind of interesting because like they use um, self-tapping plastic screws. So like if you take it apart, mm. like it's going to go back together a little bit looser than you took it apart. Just the nature of how those screws worked and stuff so interesting that that made me like really happy to because i felt kind of like a dipshit when so i i pre i put five bucks down on like the the top storage one because knowing that pc games are big you know like yeah um and i was like man i know if i get like the 128 i'm gonna be constantly annoyed because i'm gonna have like one game on this thing and all that stuff you know um and then you know i put five dollars down on the big one and then it came out like the day later that that uh, Gabe Newell responded to someone's email, I was like, yeah, they just use a normal, um, you know, uh, whatever M2 drive or whatever, yeah. you know, SSD. So, you know, you yeah. can swap it out or whatever. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I could have just, like, gotten the cheap one and threw, like, a one terabyte drive in there. It'll be no big deal. Right. But after watching this teardown, having them kind of warn you, like, you know, if you want this thing to go back together, right, like, you need to use, like, an actual, like, torque screwdriver so yeah. you don't, like, over-tighten these because you can strip them out and yeah. then, like, you know, you're going to have problems. So, you know, it's not like you can take it apart, but it is not designed in mind yeah. for you to be just screwing with it constantly kind of right. thing. So I was right. like, okay, well, I feel good about that, that I, you know. I wish that they would make things like that with just a a door you can pull off and there's the SSD right there and you can pop yeah. it out and change it out or whatever. I feel like something like storage is because you're going to get a Steam Deck that you want to have for several years at least, right? And then storage prices are always like fluctuating and going down and, and whatever. So I feel like it makes a lot more sense to have like a, that be an accessible, changeable part. Well, I mean, I guess what they could do... But I guess do, they have the SD card slot. So that's yeah. what they consider your well, expansion. What they could do too, I, what I could see a potential like really good kind of like in-betweener solution is like 
having the SD card slot, but then like the Steam OS kind of like intelligently manages like what's on the actual internal SSD versus like yeah. what's on the um, micro SD card to keep like things that need to be fast storage, like on the fast storage. Mm-hmm. And then things mm-hmm. that don't need to can just kind of live on the SD card kind of thing. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it seems like in all the preview stuff too, that um, they were running games off of both mm-hmm. and there wasn't really any noticeable difference too. So I feel like, um, especially with the rate that like flash memory is improving or whatever, yeah. it's going to get to the point where it doesn't really matter if it's I mean, an SSD, as as, yeah. unless you have the crazy, the fast special ones that all, the new consoles have yeah. or whatever. But I mean, as long um, as you buy not, a micro SD card, that's not a shitty one. I think you'll be fine. Right. I mean, like, yeah, right, they, right. they read pretty, I mean, they're made for like 4k video now. Right. So they like, right. Like are read and write very fast. It's not like the, yeah. the olden days where any USB yeah. storage was slow or whatever. So, right. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. But yeah, super excited for that thing. I, I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, you know, I, no news is good news, I guess on delays. Um, people are getting awfully nervous in the play date scene though. Um, mm-hmm. cause I don't know. I don't know if no news is good news on that one, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, I don't know anything special, but I know that the review unit, they were going to send, they were going to send all the info to ship it in August. And then at the very last day in August, they sent a thing saying, uh, they're not ready. And so we'll reach out again when they are. And yeah. that's the last I heard of them. So it's like a month and a half later with hearing nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, all you read about is like, you know, chip shortages and, and shipping clusterfucks and like, yeah, you know, for all we know, like the play dates could be like floating on some ship waiting to be unloaded in California right now. Yeah. Kind totally. of thing, you know? So it seems like, and I think if either of these things ship on time, like it'll be a small miracle, you know? So. Right. But that's not going to prevent people from being mad as heck about oh, yeah. any sort of delay or what anything. I, so. What I like about the play dates is, uh, a playdate discord and, and the fans in there like shut people down fast when they come in, like bitching about no updates uh-huh. or whatever. It's like, what update yeah. do you want, man? They said it was shipping later this year. It's not later this year yet. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. I mean, you know, hang tight. It'll yeah. be fine. Um, maybe, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that there's nothing wrong with that or the steam deck. Yeah. But, uh, but so one company we'll that does not have shipping issues, though, is Apple. And I think it's because they're big <laughs> enough that they can just be like, look, we're just buying all the planes. Everyone else can get yeah. fucked. <laughs> uh, we're buying Good all segue. the chips. Good Everyone segue. else can also yeah. get fucked. Like, um, so uh, Monday is an Apple event, which is weird for them to have one on Monday. That doesn't happen too often. I think it's but, because um, someone, uh, someone in the MacRumors chat was talking about how um, Tuesday is a big Google event. So I yeah, think that, which, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Apple already had their big iPhone event. Um, and so this is like a secondary one. What's expected is new MacBook Pros, um, which all the leaks and rumors indicate that they're going to be mini LED, which is like a better OLED or something. I don't even totally know. But the really good screens and then um, slight redesigns. Um, the rumor is that they're adding ports back into the pros. So instead of just having USB-C ports, it'll have a, a legit MagSafe return to MagSafe charging, which if that's, I'll, I'll buy a new computer based on that alone. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then possibly an SD card slot. And uh, and I think that's all they said, talk about adding. But Man, if they just like then, rewound um, ports back to like um, the early unibody MacBooks, where it's just like yeah. one whole side is just like, 
MagSafe, oh, um, course, yeah. you know, a couple of USB, yeah. uh, SD card slot, HDMI. Yeah. Like that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I know. And it didn't bother me that there's a bunch of holes on the side of your computer. Who cares? But, yeah. um, I will, I will accept even if they all, all they added back in was a MagSafe charging, I'd be okay. I'm sold. Um, but, uh, I'm also kind of curious to see if there's any sort of redesign planned. I mean, I don't know how much more you can redesign a laptop, but, um, you know, they've definitely been using the same bodies for a while and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, um, I think maybe like a larger edged edge screen would make sense. I and, think that um, they're going to change the overall design language of the, uh, form factor to be closer to like iPads and iPhones with kind of like the square square stuff. stuff. Yeah. I can see that. So whatever ends up being, I'm excited. I'm not like in a, I just bought this MacBook Air, the M1, um, in December of last year. So it's not even a year old. So I'm not like, I got to get a new computer already. But I mean, if it's substantial enough, I bought this one knowing I might change it in, trade it in fairly soon if something really cool comes out. But yeah. it's going to have to be something like pretty enticing. So yeah, see, for me, I'm still on an Intel Mac and like this thing sucks. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. I am very, I don't care what they announce. I am buying it. <laughs> You're like, getting one. Yeah. <laughs> cause I just, I have been so jealous of, cause you know, I, as I mentioned before, like, you know, I bought, mm-hmm. I was a day zero Intel right. uh, MacBook person. That was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't want to buy the first generation M one based on that. But like everyone has been like, this is fucking great, man. Like, yeah. I get all day battery life, like everything's super fast. You know, everything works really good. Being able to run um, iOS apps is really cool too. Yeah. And I was just like, man, I, it, the problem is like by the time I was sold on it and was like, okay, cool. There's clearly no issues. It's like, well, now it's like six months into the product cycle and you it seems well dumb wait. to buy one now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, another dump, this sounds stupid, but something I would, want to buy a new computer for is if they have any other color like a black like a, remember the old black macbooks um those are sweet those are so sick i would buy mm-hmm. something like that or like the very dark space gray because i have a space gray air and they're like slightly darker than the silver you know what i mean that's why i, I want something that's like definitely darker and then based on the the newest imax too like um a range of colors doesn't seem out of the question either so um, that might be kind of cool if they have like some cool colors or whatever. I like that idea. So yeah. we'll see. Um, and then the only other thing I saw that was rumored for this is new AirPod threes, which, um, it's kind of weird to me that the whole, the whole shtick with these is that, um, they're going to be basically be AirPod pros, but no noise canceling. And, um, but like the form factor is going to be that. So they're going to get away from the longer stems and the the portrait oriented case, if you will, and yeah. go for the landscape landscape. Case. Um, yeah. Landscape case with the AirPod pro design, which makes me happy because the AirPod pros fit my ears and regular AirPods do not. But, um, I was just like wondering how much more expensive is it to make a headphone noise canceling compared to not? And does it make sense to even offer the two options? Cause I feel like you would just have, here's AirPods pro. I think it's more about having things at different price points. You remember how like, um, yeah, you know, you could look at like the iPod product lineup and, and there was an iPad you could buy or a iPod yeah. rather an iPod you could buy starting at like what 50 bucks for the shuffle or whatever, going all the way up yeah. to like 500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something similar with that where it's like, Hey, do you, do you want the hundred dollar headphones? Yeah, cool. Here you go. Do you want the $200? Well, then headphones? I wonder Here too, like, are they going to have 
regular AirPods with the longer stems, or are those going to be phased out for this new form factor or whatever? Because um, I don't know. It just seems it seems odd to me, but I guess um, it makes sense. And I guess the noise canceling stuff, you have to have a, the mics to t- take in yeah. the sound and stuff. So I guess if you don't need to add all that stuff, maybe it does make it cheaper. But um, I don't know because AirPod Pros are what like two fifty, I think. Two hundred bucks. Usually buy them for yeah. I think around two hundred. They're, they're usually frequently on sale. On sale. I, I I got mine for one eighty. I think so, and yeah. I think they're at that price point pretty often. But um, so what's a regular AirPod go for? Like one fifty, one twenty or something. I see them at Costco okay. at like for like one nineteen. I think pretty often. Okay, I wonder if they'll maintain that price for these newest AirPods would, that don't have noise canceling. I wouldn't say so, but well, who knows? We'll see. And maybe they'll keep the longer stem ones around. As like a hundred dollar option, and then maybe those get cheaper. That's, maybe those are the that's eighty the price ones, point. Yeah, know, eighty something. bucks for oh man. You know what's funny is there's a whole secondary market of kids buying knockoff AirPods mm-hmm. on Amazon based on how accurately they look like real AirPods. They yeah. don't care what they sound like or how they work. They're like, will my friends be fooled into thinking I have legit AirPods? Yeah, or it was not? Really, so there's a um, <laughs> there's a Costco subreddit that I am subscribed to. Basically, just Ooh. you know, because people find yeah. you know Costco like will rotate through like random yeah. weird yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've actually found through that subreddit like some really cool stuff. Like these, uh, if you're watching the video version, like these chairs you can kind of see on my deck here. I found uh-huh. out about those on the Costco subreddit and. Ooh. It was like, oh, yeah, here's the item number. I called my Costco. They're like, yeah, we'll have them on Tuesday. And no way. Went in, grabbed them. There was very limited item, and I was in and out. And I was like, oh, man, that was a really good tip. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't even remember where I was going with that. So <laughs> I don't either, but uh, I want to get in on that Costco thing and yeah. uh, get oh, an alert the, when they, the, they have... uh, fake AirPods. So, um, oh, yes, right, there, right, was, right. there was a recent post where someone was like, talking about how they were Costco was giving them like a super duper hard time about returning mm-hmm. AirPods and like, yeah. you know, checking all the numbers and checking all the packaging and stuff. And someone that works at Costco responded and was like, yeah, dude, the amount of fakes that we get returned oh. is off the chain. Interesting. Which is like, can you imagine the balls on someone to like go yeah. to somewhere that you need to have a membership that's like tied to your like actual like government ID <laughs> yeah, linked to your right. credit card and everything else. And like try to scam them out of like a hundred dollars yeah. on a return. That's wild. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's not too crazy, but, um, takes all kinds of people. I, I, I guess, guess. But that's really funny. Uh, no, I want to get in on the Costco subreddit to have somebody yeah. alert me when pan- panko chicken nuggets are back in stock. I haven't been able to get them the last like four or five times I've been to Costco. Well, it's useful as like, so different Costco's get different stuff at different times. People will post the item number that you can call your Costco and they can mm-hmm. look it up in their computer and be like, oh yeah, I, we don't carry this here. We don't have any plans on getting yeah. it. We're getting it next week, like, or whatever, you know, but if you just Costco give them the, needs to have an API so someone can make an app that sends you alerts. I know. But yeah, you just call the member desk and just give them the item number. They can tell you fucking everything. It's really, really cool how it works out. It's so r slash Costco, check it out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. <laughs> Uh, and on that amazing tip, uh, I think we should wrap things up because, uh, right. we've been here a while and sure, <sighs> I'm tired. We'll, uh, tired. reconvene next week after, um, the Apple event. See what, uh, yeah. what gets announced. So you next have week any, we can any talk big, about any big predictions we can fact check next week. Uh, for the Apple event? No, I think I believe the rumors. I think there will probably be something HomePod related to. Mm. Um, and they'll probably talk about like Apple TV stuff or services things. 
Um, I can't really think of anything that would be a big surprise announcement for this. Um, are they due for any other new iPads? I feel like they just announced Not really. new ones. Um, uh, maybe an iPad Pro that uses the same processor as like the laptops, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. That seems like I don't a know. long shot, though. It does kind of seem like... Oh, I, I guess... Uh, what's it called? The Mac Mini is supposed to get a oh, big yeah. refresh, which that'll think, be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, maybe I could see that. Yeah, it's Maybe new like, Apple TV hardware. Like, so. yeah, is this going to be a full Mac lineup refresh? Because, like, remember, when they when they first started no. doing, like, the Apple Silicon, I was like, oh, well, this means that every year they can just be like, here's the new Macs, following new iPhones. Yeah. Like, this is the 2021 right. Apple lineup. See you yeah, next right. year. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I think curious to I, see. Th- so two things will, I'll be disappointed by that. I feel like they cannot not improve is like the front facing camera, like has to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's no way that these things are limited to 16 gigabytes of Ram, like the original M one, right? Like, no. Yeah. So other than that, I agree. everything else is gravy in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be cool. Hopefully I'm not tempted. I did, uh, remember when the the iphone event happened and i was like i'm not really interested in getting anything i almost got a mini and was like yeah screw it it's too much money and whatever but i was kind of like interested in the new uh apple watch the series 7 and so those have come out since then or whatever um and when i realized it was like launch day for those i was like oh shoot let me see if they're even in stock and by that point they had slipped to like a month or whatever but um i'm glad i didn't pull the trigger on those i'm gonna wait i'm gonna hang on to my guy even though he's all scratched up and um, wait for, like, a more serious redesign, I think. And once they do that, I'm going to go ham on buying, like, the best, like, titanium edition one or whatever. Um, and then plan on just having that one for a long time, too. So we'll see. Right. So it's weird. I This I this might be the first year I never bought a new app, Apple item. You know what I mean? Well, I bought not, a new Apple item this you're year. Not making, My laptop was December. So You're not making Apple shareholders very happy. I know. Who even am I if I'm not giving Apple my money for something? You know what's weird about the... the oh, I bought, I bought AirTags. Never mind. So, oh, yeah. yeah. What's crazy about these... these well, the, I guess any of the Max phones is true, but, like, the battery on them is so fucking good that, like, remember when, like, you needed a battery pack? Like, you... Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that was a must-have accessory. Is like... A, right. Some kind of battery yeah. pack to take with you. Because, like, we were at the Apple... We were at the mall, and I saw, they like, pretty close to the front, they had the MagSafe accessories as we were walking by the Apple yeah. store. And I was like, yeah. oh, I kind of, I should buy that battery pack. Uh, Cause it'd be so cool to just have like one that just clicks on the back. Right. But I was like, man, even when I use I my phone, like <laughs> all day long, like yeah. playing games, fucking around, watching TikTok, like all that stuff. Like yeah. I do not hit like the battery warning ever. Yeah, same. You know, I very rarely. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Interesting. All oh, right. Man. Well, let's, um, like, let's crash. Let's wrap this bus around a tree and call it a <laughs> sounds, sounds like a plan to me. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode again. Sorry we missed the last two, but we, as far as I know, barring any crazy things should be back again to our normal weekly schedule next week. Um, as always, uh, touch arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do, want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and consider throwing a little support our way. You can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through touch arcade.com forward slash Amazon. And uh, I guess that's it for this week. So yeah, go buy Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. It's on everything. Oh, yeah. We forgot to talk about that. Uh, maybe we can talk about it more next week. But uh, your your company's game launched, and it's been a hit. Big and hit. Uh, it seems very cool. And you should send me a switch code for it. Thanks. Uh, 
right. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode, and we'll be back with another episode of the Tetra Kate Show next week. See ya. 